This week we learned how two of the biggest boy bands that have ever existed were no strangers to the extremely dark side of the music industry and the boy band kind. I'm Chad. And I'm Matt. Get comfortable because we're going to remix a thing or two on episode 41 of We Used to Talk About This at Work. All right, Matt, um, if you remember at the tail end of the year, you were giving me all of the trash talk because my voice sounded like pure trash. Do you remember that, sir? Uh, Vaguely. Vaguely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, you've got a little bit of COVID in your voice now, sir, and I find you disgusting and I don't and I want you more than six feet away from me. Well, don't worry. I'm about to be a lot more than six feet away because I'm about to die. That's how I feel like. I have a fever, chest hurts, and I'm just ready to let it go. I'm ready to go home now. All right. Well, this week, uh, we have two returning guests. We have Jamie and Rachel. How are you ladies doing tonight? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Rachel, you can't just shake your head. The people aren't going to be able to see that. <laughs> I was waiting for Jamie to go first. Okay. you're You're too polite. Um, so, um, this week's a little different than normal, like I said, because I was, I just got off of a plane actually. And also, uh, Rachel is right here in the, we used to talk about this at work studio and we're testing out some new equipment that I just had to piss my money away on. And hopefully we can, um, achieve my dream of all of us recording in the same space, except Matt. Ah, okay. You gonna let me? You gonna let me ride with that one? Okay. So, um, yeah. Sorry, I'm off my I'm off my game today. I apologize. Yeah, yeah you're. Right. It's all right. You got COVID. I understand. <laughs> but uh, so since I was away for most of this week, um, Jamie and Rachel were kind enough to take on the duties of some of the podcast stuff once more because Matt is dying and he has COVID. So thank you, ladies. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Right. So <laughs> as I look at this outline to try and you know, push things along, I see that the outline is empty. So uh, is there anything you ladies want to throw out there real quick before we get into my shit? We don't play by your rules. Oh, that's right. That's right. This is this is the girls rule boys drool episode. So why don't, <laughs> why don't you guys take the lead? Rachel can go. She's done most of the research. So she's the Chad. I got you. <laughs> oh, man. Well, before we get to the movie stuff, we usually talk about other stuff. And I was going to bring up, since this is like a musical episode, as in like we're talking about music, um, I had some recommendations. I saw this really good show on Netflix called Song Exploder, which kind of goes through um, different songs and talks about the process to how they got made which is super interesting. And then, was it This Is Pop? Yeah. Which mentions also the boy bands. So that was cool to watch um, right before this episode. Um, And I'm going to complain that Songland on NBC, it's not coming back on NBC. So who knows what's happening with that. Sounds like it's going to be a Peacock exclusive. Well, as long as I can watch it. Do you have Peacock? I do not. Right. So, no, you can't watch it. I but I might have to get it. Why? Why are you pissing your money away? Because well, I love that show. 
I had to have it for Psych. Oh, yeah, those movies. That's fair. There you go. See, you you just have it just for the one show or just for the one movie, and then you unsubscribe. Actually, I get it for free because uh, Google gives you surveys to do, and then they give you Google credit for doing the surveys. And so my Google credit can go to pay for the subscription service. So I don't even, I mean, doing the surveys, I don't pay for Peacock. Interesting. So... You just became my new best friend then. <laughs> uh, anything else, uh, Rachel? You, you got to speak. You got to speak, no. Rachel. Uh, Jamie, yeah, what's been going on with you this week, lady? Uh, working most of the week. Put up a new backsplash in my kitchen, which was nice. Ooh, sexy. You going to give us a picture so we can put it on social media? I can. Thank yep. you. That, that was fun. Um, but yeah, just work has kicked my butt this week. So sorry. We have a new product launching, and we're I have a I have to go to Austin at the end of the month. So there's just a lot of planning. Ooh, will you be um, visiting the city limits? Uh, I don't know where we're going. I have to go for work for five days. So are you not familiar with that reference that I just made? No. Uh, Austin city limits is a music festival. Oh. Um, Never heard of it. Matt, what you been up to, my guy? Just dying on the inside and the outside. <sighs> All of us, right? Hashtag same. Mm. Is everybody sick or just you? Just me. And I haven't, I haven't been sick since 2013. Why do and you know now, Because that was when I had pneumonia, and that's the only last time I've been sick. But now it's like, you know that meme about, you know, when men get sick act like babies as soon as i found that i had a fever i texted and i called my mother and i was like i sent her a gift that says i want my mommy but it was like 4 30 in the state so she didn't pick up and i'm just like i feel like i'm gonna die and i don't want to do nothing <laughs> i'm i'm really sorry matt those two weeks that i was sick i too craved death right it is like you know women when they're sick, they still do everything else. But right. as soon as men get sick, they turn into a baby. And that's 100% for me. Women are resilient. Um, hashtag, um, we, are with, we stand with women on this podcast. <laughs> women, please listen to this podcast. I've got a couple things I want to run down. Um, so I, like I mentioned at the top of the show, I got some new audio equipment. Last week, I mentioned that I bought like a mixer. And it was trash. It was more money than I wanted to spend, but it was fucking trash. So I was on Facebook Marketplace and I saw uh, this is called a, a Focusrite uh, Scarlett 2i2. And it is an audio interface. So essentially you hook your microphones up to it and then you hook the device up to your computer. And Rachel and I are using it right now. And essentially, we've got our mics going. Hopefully, there's no bleed through. And uh, bleed through as in my microphone. Her microphone is picking up my microphone. But yeah, like we can hear you guys just fine. It's just like we're on one computer. Um, so yeah, this this is this is uh, this is pretty good. Uh, my only thing was that uh, the dude listed this item for a hundred dollars, and I was like, that's pretty good because this goes for almost two hundred. But he also put on their price negotiable. So I was like, hey, man, um, 
I'm gonna give you what if I give you 75 and what I even fight and he said okay and I was like oh this is a man that wants to kill me because also after I sent that message I saw that his profile picture had him and a machine gun in it and I was like hmm Chad what's wrong with you why did you message this crazy man but it was all good like he uh we met at the police station we made the swap i brought the shit home it worked also um have you guys heard of a show and um i guess i'm looking at you you jamie have you guys heard of a show called wolf like me no i've heard of it but i've not seen it it's on your peacock uh it's got josh gad and isla fisher and it's a, oh yes yes i watched that this week i just didn't recognize the name yes that, that excitement did you finish it i did i watched it all in one setting because it was ridiculous ridiculous in a good way or a, this is a stupid show way it depends on what you're in the mood for it's cheesy but it is hilarious it kind of pl- i don't know if you ever watched santa clarita diet no okay well it's kind of in that ballpark as in what? Well, I'm not going to give it all away. What's the tone? Uh, quirky. Uh, and uh, I don't know, heartfelt. I can't say I would agree with that for Wolf Like Me because really? I didn't care for the show, honestly. I thought it was cute. Like, I finished it. I want to be clear, I finished it because it was six 30 minute episodes, but. One, I don't believe Josh Gatt in a romantic role, especially with a woman as beautiful as Isla Fisher. I just don't see it. I don't know. He wasn't even being charming and funny at first. He's been a dickhead. And not like cute, adorable dickhead like me. I mean, like dickhead, dickhead. He was heartbroken. But he was also being a fucking asshole. I mean, I would say I saw the first two episodes and I did not get heartfelt or quirky, really. I forgot forgot you watched that bullshit, Rachel. Yeah. I did. I did because, like, I I would say quirky by the way that they portrayed how she changed. Like, if you saw... If you didn't see that scene, that was really interesting. Um, I will say I really liked how when they finally showed her wolf form her wolf form had reddish hair like she has red hair i like that that was cool that's all i got i don't know i liked it no i i didn't care for the characters the motivations it wasn't for me i finished it but you know i complained the entire time and then i binge watched kristen bell's new show today she has a new show yeah, on Netflix. It has an insanely long title. and I, it's Oh, like, the woman at the end of the stairs that looked the out the window. In, yeah, uh, The girl across the street or something yeah. like it is. It's pretty interesting. I think there's like seven or eight episodes and they're only 28 minutes long. So it's pretty quick to get through. But I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. It's worth the watch. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, maybe I'll check it out. Maybe um yeah so my last little bit of stuff is that i just came back from vegas i've been there since tuesday and it's been a time and truly when they say what happens in vegas stays in vegas 
most of the things that we did in Vegas will have to stay in Vegas. And that's all I'm going to say on the matter. Um, yeah. So, um, this is a quick, easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl episode. Um, so hopefully we got some content to talk about when we hit this movie. Also, I also the ladies got stuff to talk about too. So who knows how this is going to go down. But anyway, this week we talk the boy band con, the Lou Perlman story. Well, the boy band craze to me was this amazing time in history that changed everything. We start selling out stadiums, start selling out arenas. People were selling a million records a week. Like nobody had ever seen sales like this before. And what a lot of people don't understand, the man responsible for this was Lou Perlman. Lou was head of our family. We would have dinners, we would tell him everything. This guy is the guy pioneering music on the radio. Things were going great for us. This was gonna be our first check presentation. A lot of money now, this is gonna be nuts. I open up the envelope, I see the check, and oh my gosh. Like my heart sunk, I, I couldn't believe the number I was looking at. It was this person that I had all this complete trust in. Suddenly, the carpet just got ripped out from underneath us. You sell almost 10 million albums. I could have made this much working full-time at Starbucks. Something isn't adding up. Lou's getting paid, promoters are getting paid. The deeper they dug, the worse it got. One of the FBI agents I did a lot of work with, he looked like he had a bank fraud case involving Lou Perlman. Webs upon webs of robbery. A look at the rise and fall of boy band impresario Lou Perlman, who not only discovered NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys, but set up one of the largest Ponzi schemes in the U.S. Matt, what did you think of this documentary? I learned a lot. A lot of stuff I did not know about, <clears throat> excuse me, I learned from this podcast. I mean, from this um, movie. Like, I didn't know the time frames of when Backstreet came out versus NSYNC. I didn't know that Lou did um, finance all of them. And <clears throat> um, also the later on dates, uh, like LFO and everything. Yeah. I didn't know he was part of all of that. But overall, I enjoyed it. So, yeah, like I first heard of Lou Perlman uh, when I started watching Making the Band. Because I feel like they advertised the show as the producer of NSYNC and Boyd Backstreet. Like something along those lines got me to watch the show back then. I was like, oh, okay, this Lou Perlman guy. And I was just following the trials and tribulations of O-Town. And I really liked that show. Um this, I agree with you. This is a lot of interesting information. Uh, the artificial, well, not artificial, but the manufactured rivalry between NSYNC and Backstreet, like that stuff lives today. That stuff lives on this podcast right now. Yeah, it's funny because after I watched this and I was like, I was tricked into hating this other band. Right. It was all, it was all by this fat man. I was like, uh, it's gonna now. I need to change my tone when I come onto this podcast. Now I'm like, they're both great bands equally. They are. They are. They. I they feel both like I have their pluses. Yeah. You, yeah. You should feel like that because we were. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Like, since a lot of them were based in Orlando originally, that they worked at the theme parks and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Like we all know how Justin Timberlake was on the Mickey Mouse Club. But like, mm-hmm. 
what did I write it down at? Uh, Kevin worked at Disney and somebody else worked at uh, Universal. And I just thought that was kind of interesting and also makes Chris sense. Patrick. Say it again. Chris Kirkpatrick. Yes. Um, the whole money thing was really interesting how they were going on tour and doing all these things. And all they had was a $35 per diem. And then eventually when it was time to get their checks, he cut them a check for $10,000 for three years of work. Like what are you, what, sir? And it's crazy. Cause if you watch like the, uh, new edition documentaries and everything like that, it's like these bands and boy bands and stuff like that. Like these managers have been getting over these kids for, uh, since for, the for beginning of the industry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like, uh, it's just a shame, especially right. when like later on, those other bands knew that NSYNC and Backstreet sued him. And then you're like, you know what? Maybe it could be different. With me. I mean, he did, he did get famous. So let me well, sign with them anyway. But they were talking about the power dynamic, too. And that's super tricky. That's like that adds a whole nother layer to it and also i can't remember which one of them said it but like their lawyer was like this is a terrible contract but who else is going to sign you for a record deal mm-hmm. yep. i think it was the the take five guy right because it's like talent isn't the only thing that's a factor in entertainment you know did you know uh that group the girl group was it innocence yeah mm-hmm. i never heard of that group before I yeah, never heard of it either, but did, did you know Britney Spears was in that? No. Yep, for one year. Yes, what? I did my research and I found out, yeah, she was in there for one year. The one mm-hmm. week you didn't have to do research, you did research. <laughs> hey, when I'm sick on the couch, I can only do so much stuff, man. <laughs> so um, I found it very funny that uh, this is also my last point. I find it very funny that, you know, this is a YouTube original, right? This is back when YouTube was like, we are going to do original content. And the movie ends with a white woman doing acoustic, an acoustic version of... Tearing uh, up my heart. Yes, tearing up my heart. Thank you. And I'm like, yep, that that seems right. Like, what, what did YouTube get big for? White women doing acoustic covers. And they just had to put that little chef's kiss, like the little pinch of salt at the end. And I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Well, I don't know if you paid attention to the liner notes, but it wasn't just YouTube, but Lance Bass, his, his production, production company, company yeah. produced the film. And that's why him and his mom had so many scenes talking at the kitchen table was because it was his, you know, he, his company was doing it's it. It's his fucking movie. Yeah. I am a star, damn it. But uh, Rachel, what did you think of this movie? Yeah, I'm kind of along the same lines as Matt. I learned a lot. I did not know all of the stuff. I didn't know all the bands that were formed by him. Like, I didn't know Innocence, and I didn't know the the Latin band that they said he put together. Yeah. Um, and just I did not realize this whole backstory, and it seems like this huge thing that everybody should know about because we we only talk about other ponzi schemes and this one was like in the music industry and we all listen to music and you know most of us followed the backstreet boys and nsync growing right. up so it just seemed like how am i missing this knowledge 
But, um... Well, that's why we have Lance Bass to thank. Yes, thank you, Lance Bass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, um, I think I want, to admit, I want to say was, I'm glad in um, today's time, we can be open with our uh, our musical choice. Because, uh, you know, in 1999, 2000, it wasn't uh, very popular for me to be like, yeah, I like NSYNC. I know that's right, man. So I know 110% what you're saying. myself listening to NSYNC and stuff. Yes. And I couldn't be like, oh, yeah, guys, y'all check out that dirty pop. No. But now I can be myself and what I like. You can be free. Yes. Jamie, what were your thoughts? And actually, Jamie's the person that brought this documentary to our attention. Um, at the in the post show of her last episode, she mm-hmm. we were talking about something, and she brought you it asked up. about other documentaries that were interesting. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yeah, because your first episode was, "Oh, are you documentary girl now?" I guess <laughs> both have been a documentary, and those have also been our only documentaries. We got we got to do something about that. But I'm sorry, um, Jamie. What were your thoughts on this documentary? So um, I already knew almost all of this because I knew about it when it was happening. I can remember the chase for Lou Perlman, um, trying to track him down and find out where he was and get him arrested. Um, there is a separate documentary that the Backstreet Boys did that goes into more detail on their side of what happened um because they just like like we talked about it was lance bass's film and so it talked more about their lawsuit versus how the backstreet boys got out of the uh arrangement with lou uh aj talked about it a little bit talking about they put money in a separate escrow and then they just bought him out um but there was a lot more that happened um and so i knew like I said, I've been obsessed with the Backstreet Boys since I was nine, um, when Millennium came out. So that was a long time ago. Which so album I've of theirs was that? What number second. was that? Well, it was it was number two for the United States, number three all around. Okay. Uh, oh, hold on, real quick. Now I'm thinking about the whole lawsuit thing. He says Lance Bass said that basically, you know, when they went to court and they were like, "You say you're in sync," but I see these five people and they're they're po- my daughter's posters. That's not how it actually happened. Go, it's go on. No, it's um, if you read up on it, they settled out of court. Oh mm-hmm. my! So that scenario that he says about the judge saying that, I take that back. I don't know if that scenario didn't happen, but it wasn't like the judge said that and he threw it out. And then no, slam the slam the gavel. <laughs> Case dismissed. They settled, they settled out of court. So the judge could have said that in some like room somewhere, but it wasn't like out in court. Right. Yeah. If you read up on it, then um, yeah, they settled out of court. Okay. It seems a little less dramatic that way. Right. So you got to paint a pretty picture. I mean, it, it is a film that you're creating, right? Right. Right. When Justin Timberlake's too big to be on this stuff, he can't support his friend. I mean, if you saw that that little clip at the end of the video of them getting their walk on the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame. You see that nice ass suit he was wearing? Like, you know that suit costs more than all the other four clothes put together. Like, yes, JT is is too good for them. 
remember that video um, before they got famous and that there was that video of them in the car. It's like, oh, there's four, there's four fans. Man, JT sound crunchy as shit in that <laughs> while he was talking. He had that strong. Where's he from? Tennessee. Um, oh, Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, he had that country ass accent, and I was like, <laughs> he probably got trained to get rid of that. Well, yeah. Well, both yeah. the moms in the documentary had country accents, but neither Lance nor Justin. You could hear it a little bit when Lance was talking, and I mean a little bit. Yeah, I feel like he got it back a little bit when he was talking with his mom. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But when he when he's not around his mom, that's probably not present. You're right. Right. But I was just, I was so, like, disheartened that, because people have been kind of taking advantage of, like, kids or young adults or whatever in the entertainment industry for years, and you hear all these horrible stories, and then it keeps happening still. I mean, um, to to get on one soapbox, I mean, there's a lot of issues that, you know, we are aware of that we just aren't going to do anything about, right? Like, um, gun violence, right? How many times does a, a school have to get shot with children before we take action? We don't fucking care. We like, oh, okay, you, you're making those hits that I like, those songs? Well, do what you got to do. And yeah. there's things that were not talked about in this documentary that happened, like the fact that Brian needed to have open heart surgery. They told him, you will not survive if you do not have this surgery because he had a heart murmur. And Lou refused to let them stop touring to get his surgery. Lou put it off for almost a year saying, no, you cannot. They finally let him have the surgery. And I believe he got six weeks off to recover from open heart surgery before he had to be back on the road. And they were carrying him from the stage back to the tour bus because he was so weak after the end of each show because of his open heart surgery. That's, that's terrible. I, and I, what I read was on uh, the documentary, they said that they were tired. That's the reason why they didn't do that Disney show the NSYNC got in. Well, the thing I read said that the Disney show was right after he had surgery. So then they were uh, like, no, we're not going to do the show. And then NSYNC got it. Okay. Well, okay. That makes some sense too. Look at you, man, coming through with these fun facts. You and Jamie tag teaming this shit. Because, yeah, this this documentary changed my views on this stuff now. I don't uh, have that, uh, uh, that, that venom that I used to. On how to be more prepared for a podcast? No, just to be more um, welcoming to all types of bands, not just the ones you like. You, you saying you as in me or you as in the audience? You as in the audience. Gotcha. As much as I love the documentary because it talks about the boys and it talks about what happened and it sheds light to the troubles they went through, I think the most heartbreaking part of the documentary is the elderly people that lost absolutely everything. That woman whose husband was in World War II, like hearing her talk is just heartbreaking. Yeah. As she talks about, you know, them losing everything. And, you know, yes, this affected these boy bands horribly and they never should have been treated this way but these poor innocent people that were just trying to make some money for retirement that it that part is heartbreaking yeah yeah i wrote down that um he stole over 300 million dollars from innocent investors 
they had that fact at the end of the documentary. Yeah, and the judge even offered to give him one month off his sentence for every like million he paid back. Which he could have done. And they still believe he's got cash hidden somewhere. That like there's a secret bank account or secret treasure trove of everybody's millions hidden somewhere. Mm-hmm. But why don't we go to the part of the show that you ladies put together? And thank you once more for doing that. Um, I say once more, like I thank you the first time. Thank you for putting together this next session. You're welcome. So I have a little trivia about the documentary, and then we have a trivia game that has like stuff about both the boy bands. So that'll be hopefully you versus Matt, but if we need to improvise we can uh right because matt is fucking neutral now yeah um that you're still not neutral i mean well please ask the question rachel (laughs) no we can have that debate later but the trivia isn't like taking sides okay so it's okay um we'll we'll just see We'll, we'll be testing your knowledge okay yeah but um, so this documentary, um, the production was announced on April 24th, 2018. Um, the world premiere was at Paramount Theater in Austin, Texas on March 13th, 2019 um, during a film festival. And um, I watched an interview with the director, Aaron Kunkel, and he said that the idea of this documentary was actually thought up by a coworker. And then he reached out to Lance Bass, um, and they talked about how the story had been told many times, but it was never talked about in the right way or with the actual people involved. So then they set out getting everyone involved, and they spent lots of time researching because with Lou Perlman, it was really hard to separate fact from fiction. Um, And then everyone was a little nervous and apprehensive about interviewing, but he said that Lance was actually really comforting and that people trusted him with their story and that he would tell it the right way. So he was actually really helpful to the documentary. And then they made sure, or they wanted to make sure that they portrayed Lou as a three-dimensional person, um, whereas before he'd been kind of portrayed more as a monster. And they wanted to show, like, his whole life and his whole... I was wondering why they were like, hey, and here's a story when he was a kid. Yeah. He did some dirty shit. Now, back to the the early 2000s when he did more dirty shit. Right. They're trying to give the full picture. So I thought that was interesting and that Lance, you know, helped people tell their stories. Yeah. Do you guys have any thoughts on that or do you want to move to the game? We're pushing forward. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so we have different sections of the game, um, and it's it's kind of like you pick one from each section, and I'll keep track of. This woman has <laughs> note cards. I do. I have index cards. <laughs> well, I was going to make it even more involved and do, like, points, but then I was like, no, I'll just keep there, track. There's a point-based game. Rachel, no, this is this not. is a segment that is probably going to get trimmed to shit it totally for time. Is. And you put in like a month's worth of work into this. No, it was super easy. Yes, okay. it's like making flashcards. Okay. 
totally. But I'll have to make sure. I feel like you're a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> I mean, I, I worked with kids for a really long time. She's like, so. now I'm making flashcards. It's and... rubbed off on me. <laughs> for sure. Um, and Jamie was a huge help with this, too. So thank you, Jamie, because you are an encyclopedia when it comes to this. This is me versus Matt, right? Yeah. Is Matt up yes. for this? All right, Matt, you ready to get your ass whipped? Because I never get to answer trivia questions, so I'm ready. I'm chomping at the bit. I'm drooling. I'm hungry. All right. I'm ready. All right. Who's starting first? Should we flip a coin? No, I'll start first. Okay, Chad's going first. So true, false, two of the Backstreet Boys are cousins. Okay. Is that true or false? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, you have to answer the question. Okay, I thought she was she was spitting facts, and then there was gonna be a, a follow up question. Uh, true or false? I'm gonna say true. That is correct. Do you know which ones? Which two are cousins? Can you say their names? Like all five names. AJ, Howie, Kevin, Nick, and Brian. I'm gonna say AJ and Howie. That is absolutely false. Okay, well, Matt, you well, you can you can pick up the steel or whatever the fuck game we're playing. Just to be I clear, can't. the statement I, I, I was true. I know none true. of the Backstreet Boys people. No, I guess that was that was coming out my asshole. All right, then the first one and the last one she said. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't know these motherfuckers' names. I don't know Backstreet Boys people. This was part of the research. Because it's not an in sync question. Oh my. Ooh, okay, then you're gonna have to turn out when we start these in sync questions. I know. Just, who who the fuck are these motherfuckers? All right, Matt, do you have any do you have any names that you're gonna guess, or should we just tell he said you the first and the last? Yeah, one. yeah, just tell us. Kevin and Brian. All right, so going into the second question, we have Chad at one point and Matt at zero, but he hasn't had a chance yet. As it should be, Matt. True or false? And Sync debuted in England. False. That is correct. Do you know which Germany? Yeah, we just yeah. saw the we just saw the documentary. Oh, that's right. Well, that doesn't mean you you couldn't remember their names, and those were said in the documentary. Um, team in sync. I know those boys. All right. Oh my goodness, we're on to gossip column. Chad, which boy band member has twins? You've got choices: A. Joey Fatone. B, Lance Bass, C, Justin Timberlake, or D, Howie? Lance Bass. That is correct. Cuss is in sync. Jamie. Matt, back to you. Gossip column again. Which boy van member has been married for 20 years? You got A, Joey, B, Chris, C, Kevin, or D, Howie? I have no idea, so... I want to lean toward either Chris or Kevin. I don't even know who these people are. Yeah, we but need Kevin. some. Uh, we need some visual aids. But Kevin sorry, sounds like a good dude who who's been yeah. faithful in his marriage. So I'm gonna go with Kevin. That is Kevin correct. is your final answer. Uh, she she just gave it up. All right. <laughs> I'm still down by one now. For music industry, Chad. Who is the songwriter and producer 
who helped make most of the memorable hits by both bands. Your options are A, Ryan Tedder, B, Max Martin, C, Dr. Dre, D, Scott Storch. Max Martin. That is correct. I was gonna get half of that. I was gonna be a fifty fifty chance. I know those last two were correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt. This is a tricky one, but it's an in sync one, so we'll see how you do. Which artist has in sync not sung or recorded with? Ooh. A Gloria Stefan. B Elton John. C Mariah Carey. D Aerosmith. Can I pick up the steal when he fucks this up? You're always allowed to steal. Okay, just song or recorded with. No, I just wanna I just wanna get the wording correctly. Yeah, not song or recorded with. Okay. Of course they did Aerosmith with at the Super Bowl. They did Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. They do a song with Mariah Carey. And Gloria Estefan, and what was the other one? Elton John. They got something with Elton John. So I'm going to go with has not Mariah Carey. Correct. Chad. (laughs) Face. Face. How are you going to say Chad? Please move on to the next question. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to fuck that all the way up. (laughs) What were you going to say? I was going to say Elton John. Like, like what I remember is like when that's why I asked to repeat the question, because when you say singer perform like the Super Bowl, they were together, but they didn't. It was like it was an actual song. They like, shared so then the I know same they did, space. Yeah. Right. So like, I think they did an award show with Elton John. Yeah, I think it was an award show. I thought yeah. they did like a Christmas song with Mariah Carey. Or am I thinking of Backstreet? I thought she did a song with one of those. Boy bands. One. Okay. What, what what about ninety eight degrees? She do something with she did something with one of those boy bands. No, I don't know much about ninety eight degrees. I don't either. She did something with ninety eight degrees and Joe. There you go. All right, Chad. What is the age difference Uh-oh. between the oldest and youngest members of the bands? Uh oh. So you've got your options: A, five to six years; B. 11 to 12 years, C, 7 to 8 years, D, 9 to 10 years. What's the one with 7 in it? 7 to 8 years, that's C? Sure. Is that your final answer? Sure. It is D, 9 to 10 years. All right, Matt, on to you. Which Backstreet Boys song was very inappropriate for Nick at 13 years old to sing? A, I want it that way. B, Get down. C, I need you tonight. And what's fourth one? If you want it to be good, girl, get yourself a bad boy. I have no idea. Let's go with that one. Matt, that was correct. All right, Chad. Okay. Every question is a chance. Shut the fuck (laughs) up. (laughs) Which which boy band member tried to go to space? Lance Bass. He tried to get on the Russian thing, and they was like, hey, man, you're going to need $20 million. And he's all like, maybe I could ask my friends. And they was like, <laughs> boy, sit down. Now he has a production company. That's not all. all. Right, 
when he tried to do that, they just he had to go through a bunch of physicals. Mm-hmm. And they discovered that he had a heart problem as well, and he had to have heart surgery. Shit. All right. Well, both of you should rock this section, movies, TV events. In what movie did the Backstreet Boys reunite? A, Tropic Thunder. B, This is the End. C, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. D, Ender's Game. This is the end. That's correct. <laughs> I'm spilling shit out my ass now. <laughs> <laughs> because the biggest, I'm like, I've never heard of those last two movies. So, I, this is it. That was like a comedy movie with like James Franco, right? Maybe that's the thing that they'll be in. That was my process to do it. Yeah, they all went to the afterlife at the end where Backstreet Boys reunited. And Morgan Freeman was God. Oh. Right. All right. It's a funny movie, though. So, Chad, at which event did NSYNC, NSYNC not perform? What? A, the Super Bowl. B, the Olympic Games. C, World Series. D, Rose Bowl. This is a sports question. So I'm about to steal this. It's I'm a performance question. and It's a what? It's a performing this question. This is a sports question. And all of these things are televised. This is a sports question. So if you, That means if, he doesn't know the answer. Right. No, exactly. I don't know the answer because my thing is like, I don't watch sports. It's an event though. It's a fucking sports question. If I don't watch <laughs> sports, why am I watching the Olympics? Um, I'm going to say Rose Bowl. You're right. Yeah, you're correct. Th- thank you for reaffirming that, Matt. Man, I hope you got that wrong because I was ready to steal that shit. I know. I know. It's, it's always the ones you want to snatch that the motherfucker get that shit right like it didn't happen. Thank you. Which boy band member has golf attire and nail polish companies? A. AJ McLean. B. Lance Bass. C. Brian Luttrell. D. Nick Carter. Nail polish and a golf tee. They don't really go together, though. He trying to make that shit pop. He trying to make fetch happen. Right. So I'm trying to see how. Or it could be AJ or it could be Lance. Mm. Let's go with the third option. Brian Luttrell. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> we just we haven't used his name in the answer yet. So let's try him. Jamie. No. Well, just say yes or no. Because if I come in for the steal. It is incorrect. So Chad gets it's AJ. It's AJ. It's AJ. It is right. AJ's that tall one, right? Because I remember he always had his shit painted, and he looked cold as a motherfucker in that Backstreet's Bath video with his little, with his little suit over here looking like fucking. Oh wait, that's not him. He's not the Latino dude. No. Wait, which one is AJ? He's the one that paints his nails. Yeah, he was the. Oh, is he the little short one? He's shorter. Yes. Oh, I thought he was the big Frankenstein-looking motherfucker. No, that's Kevin. Oh, I mean, that don't mean shit to me. It's, it's not in sync. All right. So, Chad, you've got oh, six. Oh, that Matt, guy. The guy that was in the, the documentary. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The guy that said things. Yeah. And his wife was painted in the documentary. Yeah. Oh. This is why we couldn't count on you remembering everything from the documentary. Because some of the questions you got right and some of them you didn't. You know, Rachel, when you point one finger, 
Make sure it's a good one. All right. This is definitely this is definitely a movie question. All right, let's go. I Chad. love movies. I have a movie podcast. In sync had a cameo in a movie which was cut after outcry from fans. This movie was A Love and Basketball. B Star Wars Attack of the Clones. C Rocky and Bullwinkle or D Shanghai Noon. The answer is Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of the Clones. That is correct. Matt, are you ready for the next question? Final question. Yes. All right. NSYNC did not make an appearance in which TV show? A. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. B. The Simpsons. C. That's So Raven. D. Sesame Street. That's So Raven. That is correct. Isn't that a little too late in the game for NSYNC? Well, because the first two, I know 100% they did. And then... Um, Sesame Street just seemed, makes sense. It seemed like that would be something they did. Yeah. like I would also think like maybe That's So Raven came out like after they were hot. I mean, I tried to get a Disney show around the right time. I, I'm not. Perfect. I'm not saying that's incorrect. It's just like that stood out to me because I was it like, started when did that in air? 2003. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So not oh. that far. Makes sense. Okay. So our tally is Matt at six and Chad at seven. Chad wins trivia. It just feels good to have written so much trivia that I have won a trivia game. I don't blame it because I have COVID. That's the reason why. I, <laughs> <laughs> I will win this. Um, I'll, I'll win by default. I'm okay with it. I accept it. But yeah, um, thank you so much, ladies. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for collaborating and holding it down. Um, you two make a good little pair. Maybe you should, you know, talk offline, get your own little podcast going on. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, either you have anything to plug. I know the answer is no, but I'm being polite. Well, any of you are always welcome to join our Backstreet Boys Facebook group. You're saying I, like Rachel, is a part of it. No. So I'm an admin of a Backstreet Boys fan group. And we have almost 10,000 members. And I will share this podcast. So maybe you could pick up one or two new listeners. Ooh, thank you. You're welcome. Rachel. Yeah, the only thing I could think of is if anyone wants to follow on Letterboxd. <laughs> okay, all right. We'll put your Letterbox deets in the description. What is that? Uh, Letterbox. It are you are you familiar with Goodreads? Do you know what that is? Yes. So it's Goodreads for movies, and anybody that doesn't know what Goodreads is, so basically Letterbox is like, hey, I saw the Boy Band Con. And I rate it this many out of five stars. And you can also put like a little review on there. You can also have friends. So I waited. I didn't add my review of this movie on there yet because Rachel and I are letterbox friends. And also she's friends with Matt on there too. So like I'll get an alert saying, hey, oh, Rachel would get an alert saying, hey, chat rated the boy band con four stars, you know. So, so I didn't put cool. mine up there either. Yeah. All right. So it's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, 
once more, thank you so much, ladies. Uh, really helped us out. Uh, Matt is going to die, and I was out of town. Potentially, I have COVID. <laughs> I don't. I took a test today. It's good. We're good. Everything's good. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com. Like our Facebook page, we used to talk about this at work, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at we used to talk pod. Tune in next week for our Valentine's episode where we review Scott Pilgrim versus the world and get back to our roots where we have guests that we actually used to work with. And I'm looking at you too, because we didn't work with y'all. Y'all don't understand our inside jokes, but we love you ladies all the same. Thanks. I don't know if this is a good episode. I don't know if this is a bad episode, but whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening.